Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. And now a word from our sponsor. Last week, I talked about Missouri, but I'm back to talk to you about them again. If you didn't already check them out, you must check them out. They are the cutest jewelry company. They make fine jewelry that's actually for your everyday. They are predominantly women, 80% women. So they really know what we want. Don't wait for someone to gift you. Just like actually go online and look and see what will make you happy for yourself. They have such beautiful things. Let's go online and show you some of my faves right now. We are live shopping. Oh my God, these earrings. Oh my gosh, I have these. These are the ones that I have right now. They're a bestseller. They're called the Croissant Dome Hoops. They're only $75 and they're so cute. You'll wear them with literally everything. I'm like a big earring person, but if you want the fine version of them, they also have pave diamond croissant dome hoops. They make fine jewelry, but at actually a fraction of the price. So get free shipping if you're in the US and Canada and easy, easy returns and a two-year warranty. Go check them out. If you feel like you're ready for a little bit of sparkle, like you need to up your collection, go to Missouri.com, M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash with wit for 10% off your first order. That's Missouri, M-E-J-U-R-I.com slash with wit for 10% off your first order. If you've seen me, like a, most of my layering little simple gold pieces are from them. So check it. And now back to our chat. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of With Wit. I am so, so, so freaking excited to be doing this, to be sharing all this important info and maybe sometimes just some silly stuff. But I thought I would start the 
whole podcast with an episode with my sisters. I am one of five kids. My brother is the oldest, who we will have on soon. But I have three sisters, Ashley, Paige, and Jade. And they are my best friends. I feel so incredibly lucky to have these women in my life. I thank my mom and dad every day for having the patience and wherewithal to actually birth five children. And I thought that having them on as my first guest would give you a lot of insight into who I am, why I am the way I am, and really get to know me on a different level. I think a lot of you guys know me from being on the hills and then transitioning into the city and then now just me on my social media. But it's very rare that I show any of my family on those platforms. I've always been really protective over them. The relationships have just meant way too much to me in order to allow them to be so vulnerable and open them up to lots of opinions. So I thought that the podcast would be the perfect opportunity for you guys to really get to know them and see how just wonderful they are and how we've gone through such amazingly amazing times and obviously horribly, you know, grief stricken times. My sister Ashley is the oldest. She is an event and wedding planner. She's just amazing. She has gone through so many personal things and really come out swinging. And I learn so much from her every day. She's just the most productive, the most loving, always thinking about everybody else and putting themselves before her. And then I come next. You guys know me, so I'll skip the little intro about me. But then comes Paige. Paige is my younger sister. And Paige and I actually worked together. We worked at Whitney Eve together and we lived together and we did everything together for 10 years, was it? And Paige was what I like to call like, she was my boss. It's funny, on our business cards, her label was the boss's boss. And she just has this level of wisdom that is really unbelievable. She always just knows the right thing to do. She knows how to problem solve. She knows how to talk me off the ledge when I can be super analytical and anxious about things. She's just so practical and wonderful, and I'm excited for you guys to get to know her a little bit more. And then comes Jadie. Jadie's the youngest, and she lives in Chicago. And Jade is, gosh, it sounds so cliche to just say she's so wonderful, but she's the person that you call when you have some sort of deep, dark secret that you're too scared to tell anybody else, and you just know that she will listen, and she won't judge, and she will give you the advice that you need and the validation that you need. Sometimes when I vent to someone, I get those eyes of like, oh my God, this person's crazy or, you know, the lack of patience to really work through things with me. And Jay just always has the time. So those are my three sisters. I'm so excited for you guys to hear from them. I do want to give a little bit of a warning. There is a portion of this episode that gets a little bit intense. We lost our father six years ago and our father was almost everything to us. We all had such different relationships, but we're amazingly close with him. And there's parts of this episode that get pretty deep and there are some tears shed. And so I want to warn you if you're looking for super uplifting... 
episode. This might not be the one for you, but I think that grief is something that so many people have gone through and deal with and don't necessarily talk about because they don't want to be burdens to other people. But it is so important to hear how people have dealt with it and how they've risen and worked through it. So Yes, there are lots of laughs, some tears, and a little bit of everything. So welcome to my podcast with Wit. Here are my sisters. All right, y'all. We are here today with my three sisters, the Port Girls. We have Ashley. Hey. Ash. <laughs> uh, Paige. Hi, everyone. And Jade. Hello there. So it may be a little bit hard for you guys to decipher between us. Hopefully about five minutes, you'll get a little bit of a clue as to who we all are. We all sound very, very similar. Ashley is the oldest sister, not the oldest sibling. We have an older brother, Ryan, but Ashley's the oldest sister. Then comes me, then comes Paige, and then comes the baby Jade. All of us live in LA, except unfortunately for Jade. She lives in Chicago, but she's here visiting. So I thought that this would just be the perfect time to get everybody together and for you guys to learn a little bit more about my sisters, because I think on social media, everybody knows that we're all family, but no one really, really knows what you guys are all about because you've never been on the show or anything. And now a word from our sponsor. Mental Health Awareness Month is a worthy thing to celebrate. As you have seen on my social, I have been doing a whole month long of content dedicated to bringing awareness to this, but it really just shouldn't be our focus for May. It's important to be working on your mental health, obviously, all year long. The positive effects of therapy will create lasting change in all areas of your life. It surely has for mind. I can't even begin to describe to you how much. But your relationships, your career, your overall happiness, like a therapist can really help you identify the habits and patterns that might be holding you back and how to move forward in the right direction. I wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for therapy. You can sign up online and start therapy the same day as you sign up. You can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist so it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your home. Talkspace is a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. And instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7 and they'll engage with you daily five days a week. As a listener to this podcast, you'll get $100 off of your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code WITHWIT to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's WITHWIT and Talkspace.com. Hey guys, I'm Kinsey from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything, lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram and it's just at Kinsey Elizabeth, I release new episodes every Thursday. So hope to see you there. Now back to our chat. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I thought the first thing we could do just for everyone to like learn a little bit about you guys is just to tell us 
what you do for a living, what you guys are up to now. Ash, we can start with you. All right. I'm Ashley, and I am the owner and creative director of BK Events, which is a wedding and event planning company. Amazing. Ashley, actually, side note, planned all of our weddings um, within a year of each other. I got married in November of 15. Jade got married in February of 16. And then Paige got married in November of 16. So that was an intense year for her. It's a real busy time. <laughs> real busy. <Yeah. laughs> okay. And then Paigey. I run business and brand development for a digital talent management company called Digital Brand Architects and also work with this podcast network, Dear Media. Yes, you do. Awesome. Okay, JD. I am the co-founder of Shadow Social, which is a social media management company and consulting. Awesome. All right. I thought the first thing that we would talk about is just rewind a little bit into the earlier years of our lives. We are obviously all best friends and we've been close ever since we were little. We never really fought too much. But what do you think it's like for other people trying to like break into the mix? Like, do you ever find it intimidating for to introduce us to everybody? And do you think that other people find it intimidating to come into the mix? I mean, I'll I'll start. Uh, <laughs> I'll say that I'm always excited to say that I'm one of five, but one of four daughters, and I actually feel it's super cool to bring all of you guys around and to be a part of this big family. I can understand how people would feel like they could, you know, be intimidated by four girls. But I think evidenced by the sheer fact that we're friends with so many women and we're all friends with each other's friends, that I think that kind of our reputation speaks for itself, where uh, we are really inclusive and the more the merrier. Yeah. I mean, I think the husbands, the significant others probably were a little bit intimidated to begin with. And sometimes even are like, you guys are always in your own little world, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that all of our husbands and significant others at any given time have been intimidated at the beginning, but I think that they have come to see, I don't know, once I guess you're in the inner circle, it becomes a different story. But I think like what you said, going back to the beginning is that when we were younger, I think that mom and dad made our home a place that was super inviting and inclusive. And so whether it was family or friends or anyone, like I feel like everyone kind of wanted to congregate at our house. And so I think that that alone made like the pack of sisters less intimidating because it was like everyone, it was just a free for all of hanging out. Totally. Totally. Growing up with each other, a lot of people, I think, think that we're all very similar, but us knowing each other very intimately, we know we're all very, very different. How are some of the ways do you think that we're alike? And then how are some of the ways do you guys think that we're different? And you can call it like specific ones and personality traits. And I also want this to be an open forum and not anybody <laughs> to get their feelings hurt. I want to put this out there that everybody in this family is especially sensitive. That's we are not. What I was going to say. <laughs> we're all sensitive. Yeah, we're not like the typical family that can be like, F you, biatch, like, and then the next second be okay. Oh, I we mean, would be hysterically crying. Exactly. Like, Ashley told me to shut up once when we were younger. And I was, ever since then, I've been really, 
really triggered by the words shut up. And by the way, with that story, it haunts me when she told me this a few years ago. And I honestly want to say that it didn't happen, but she tells it so like intensely. It, it was like right. Dawson's and Pacific right. Palisades. But like we were not allowed to cuss in our family. So like, I feel like we used to say the word like shut the door and go upstairs. And so like for me <laughs> yeah. to say shut up is like super aggressive. And so as an adult, yeah, that's yeah, we true. always say bitch. That was yeah. the only word though, right. which is not I remember the greatest even, word now. No. no, but I remember even if we wanted to say fart or penis, <laughs> we would have to go into the bathroom. Like we would stand in the doorway to the bathroom and say those words. Oh my and God. And then that was okay. That I mean, but also so fart was bubble in the toilet. Guys, or gas. So, like, I just yeah. I mean, could we be more G-rated? Number yeah. one and number two, exactly. So, so for all you guys out there, this is a little bit of insight into how sometimes I think we can probably repress our feelings a little bit because we don't want to necessarily like hurt each other's feelings. So we don't have to go into this like trying saying things that we know are going to hurt each other's feelings. But, you know, for me, I guess I can start it off where I feel like I'm definitely less type A than Ashley and Paige are. I think that they are really organized and I think that they are really regimented. And I think Jade and I are a, Jade. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit more go with the flow and like don't need a schedule, don't need you know, boundaries. you guys are easier going. I mean, let's be honest, you guys are. And I can say that because you're talking about me and Paige being type A. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have, yeah. So that's like one of the things. What are some other ways that you guys think that we're different or exactly the same? But I also think that like, while maybe on the day to day and your personalities are more chill and less type A, if you think about like Whitney and Jade, your skin routines are very regimented <laughs> yeah, and very things true. like that. Mm-hmm. So while maybe they're... We pick and choose. Yeah, like mm-hmm. maybe you exemplify those characteristics in different ways of your life. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ashley and I are more just like out there always with <laughs> yeah. type in Yeah. I mean, and you guys are also much louder. I was just going to say, Paige and I are much louder. quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Jade and I are more reserved. Yeah, I mean, you're the most quiet. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's not hurting your feelings. No, not at all. I think I'm also maybe one of the lesser sensitive, I mm-hmm. think, yeah. of the group. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a few times where I feel like I can get sensitive, and I think it's you guys are kind of surprised by it. But overall, I think I'm probably, I think, the least sensitive one. Hmm. That's an interesting I think it's yeah. only since I've moved to Chicago. Probably, yeah, yeah. I, right. You've had to have a thick like skin. A lot of, yeah. And you've had to separate yourself a little bit and not get your yeah. feelings hurt because like, then you would get hurt all the time or have yeah. FOMO all the time. And now a word from our sponsor. Do you ever feel like living a healthy lifestyle is hard? I mean, like you try so damn hard to keep up with what is considered healthy. Living a healthy lifestyle is obviously important, but it shouldn't stop enjoyment. And that's when you reach for Coors Pure. Basically, Coors Pure is an organic beer. Do I really need to say more? I am recently super into beer, especially with it just getting like warmer and there being like spring and summer vibes happening. I just feel like 
I don't know, beer in the afternoon just makes me feel good. And now that I can drink organic, that's pretty amazing. It is so crisp, like the perfect crisp and super refreshing. And you can feel like you're living a balanced lifestyle. I love it. I'm so excited that it is alive, that it has been born. Core is pure, organic, but chill about it. It basically, just a little bit more info, it has organic barley, organic hops, and water, and it's the perfect beer to celebrate the wins of everyday life. So if you guys want to check out Coors Pure, which I'm sure after listening to this, you do, because I've never really like thought about organic beer before, go to CoorsPure.com. That's C-O-O-R-S-P-U-R-E.com to see where you can find Coors Pure. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Albany, Georgia. And now back to our chat. Everyone's super rational, but like everyone's rational in like a, in a different kind of a way. I think I'm probably the most reactionary in regards to like family dynamics. Um, and I don't know if that comes because I'm the oldest and I'm the most protective over everyone, like a second mom. But I know that whenever there's like a situation going on, uh, Whitney and Jade tend to have a similar approach to things. Paige is also, I think ever since marrying Ben, has started to approach things in a different kind of a way and look at things and take a step back. Um, so there's similarities, but also differences, you know, in, in the way that we address situations. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at our core, we all are super sensitive, but super and emotional, but super loving mm-hmm. and funny. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone in their own way is super funny. For sure. I only um, got funny more recently. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone is also extremely thoughtful. Yeah. Like, always trying to plan ahead. And that thing, I think that comes from mom and dad, too. Like, trying to figure out how are we going to make this the easiest plan possible for everyone, you know? Yes. And it's funny because what we think is being super thoughtful is, is, annoying. Like, <laughs> is annoying to some and a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, that's Specifically, true. like, I know my significant other. Yeah, that's true. Um, if I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, Jade's landing at 3 o'clock at LAX and I want to go pick her up. And he's like, Paige, that's insane. And I'm like, no, but it's like that's what you do and he's like no but there's crazy traffic totally (laughs) so like when Timmy didn't always want to pick me up from the airport when I would land I'd be like what's wrong with you like my parents would have dropped anything to come pick me up at the airport all the time and now as a significant adult I'm still waiting for mom to come and pick me up at the airport (laughs) it's never gonna happen anymore (laughs) I'm sorry to say it was a dad job yeah Okay, so a lot of people want to know if we fought when we were younger and if you guys can remember, like, any specific fights or or things that we would fight about the most. The first thing that comes to my mind is probably just, like, borrowing clothes, which feels like a very typical teenage sister thing to fight about. But do you guys remember any big fights? I remember when I was little, Paige and I shared a room and— By choice, let's just (laughs) say that. And her and her best friend would lock me out of the room. And I just remember that being a thing. Yeah. But not like any serious fights. No, um, that was sad. You and me and Jessica, Jessica. locked yeah. Jade out of the room. Yeah, but it was in a way I, where I didn't it was know we like had locks. Jade, I mean, me neither. <laughs> Jade would be like, 
we'd be running up the stairs and Jade would be behind us. And then Jessica or just, I would like, just like slam the door right in front of her. And like hold it closed. Oh, and you guys are so cool. <laughs> no, it makes cool me <laughs> feel so sad. Yeah, um, I was kidding. But I don't really ever remember fighting about borrowing clothes. Me neither. Like that to me always felt like. I thought I would get annoyed. Maybe I mean, maybe you, you did internally and never told us, but like I think that it was always since you know we were teenagers, we've had the same size shoe for so long. You know, it was. I feel like it felt very like communal. You know, if what's like mine is yours, and you know, vice versa. Maybe it was with my friends that I was annoyed with them for borrowing my clothes <laughs> or stealing them. Yeah, yeah, that happened a few I had times. To get a lock on my underwear drawer, <laughs> and then we all got locks on our underwear drawer, yeah. which is weird to say. Just we had an underwear like, why thief. would that friend just come to anyone's room and take underwear? Yeah. Bizarre. So would, we don't really fight. We didn't really fight, and we don't really fight now, right? Like that's kind of crazy, don't you think? It's yeah. wild. I can only think of the one fight we had at Paige's Bachelorette, Bachelorette. and then otherwise, I can't think. Of a fight yeah. recently. I mean, Paige and I, when we were younger, we used to butt heads a little bit, but I think it mainly has to do with the fact that we didn't realize that we were super similar. And so what we were fighting with each other about was was like just that we're the same. The same. Um, yeah. And so one day I remember uh, her friend, actually the one that locked Jade out of the room, uh, <laughs> made a comment and said, you guys fight because you guys are so much alike. And I remember obviously being older than Paige, taking a step back and thinking, oh my God, like she's actually right. And I just kind of got schooled by a girl that's like five years younger than me. But um, <laughs> I think ever since that moment, in all honesty, we really looked at it as something that was amazing that we were so similar. And and honestly, from then on, I really cannot say that we've ever had a, a fight or like a conversation or a disagreement, you know, since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that it also stems from um, like mom and dad always made us communicate. Mm-hmm. Like they, if there was a problem, there was always a solution or like something was figured out quickly. So even if there was a fight or if something happened, Like, I remember Jade and I would, if we did get in a fight, we would resolve it in 30 seconds and be done with it because, and maybe it stems back to us being sensitive and emotional. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like we aren't even able to engage in a fight for all that long. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it feels uncomfortable to us. Totally. And and they're not even real big fights either. Like, I would say the closest thing that has happened was probably just a couple weeks ago when we were talking about the YouTube video. Yeah. And Paige, so Timmy and I obviously do our YouTube video together, and we were going back and forth on if we should react to something that a lot of my my followers were commenting like negatively about like should I should I react to this and Paige had a strong opinion and Timmy had a strong opinion and I was sort of quiet and like it wasn't a fight but it was definitely a little bit of awkwardness and we we just kind of let it yeah we kind of like let it fizzle and then Paige sent a text later being like you know I think we were all trying to say the same thing and I I think that the good thing about what we do is we we fight fair like nobody's ever name calling because one we are too sensitive and two we just weren't brought up that way and I think fighting fair is a really 
important thing to like teach your children, like teach them, like you were saying, how to communicate and validate someone else's feelings so that you don't let it get too heated. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I'll say also just touching on the way that mom and dad raise us is that a lot of times people will say, are you guys jealous of each other? You know, and like, I have to say the word jealous when it comes to my sisters and honestly, just in life is not something that is a part of, you know, my everyday kind of thought process. Like Mm -hmm. I have never been jealous of anything that my sisters have accomplished, have gotten, have done, you know, whatever, whatever the scenario is for me. And I feel the same way for you guys. It's like, I'm just always excited, you know? It's never mm-hmm. like I'm envious or wish that I could do it or have it or anything like that. It's really like, that's awesome that you yeah. have that opportunity and that I, I, as your sister, am able to witness it and to be a part of it in one way or another. Yeah. And to feel like so proud. Right. Like yeah. I feel like we yeah. all are constantly rooting for each other. And I think that, yeah, I was, I've been thinking about that as like preparing for like our conversation today of thinking a lot of people would ask about jealousy between four girls. Mm-hmm. And it's insane to think that there is none. Yeah. Like that literally nothing. Exist. I like think nothing. that has to do with growing up with parents that are showering children with love and boosting confidence and not trying to set too high of expectations for them or put too strict of limits on them. Because I think that us each being individually confident leads us to not being jealous of one another. Because if any of us were insecure, we would be. Um, it's something that I'm going to get into, obviously, because like I I was on TV and I'm going back on TV and we'll get there because I'm curious to hear your thoughts about how that obviously affected you guys. But we'll get there. I'll just um, say I was – the one thing I was jealous of was your trip to Mexico two weeks. <laughs> you were jealous Two weeks of ago? Like, as, like oh, yeah. for your birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it I looks like, like a pretty great trip. I wish I was there, but I – yeah, yeah. Just that hotel great. was – it yeah. was amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's an okay thing But that's thing okay. To be you're, of. you're jealous of an say, experience. I'm just yeah. making light of this. I have to say, <laughs> I, I can say that I have been je- I'm not like you, Ashley, where I've never been jealous. Like, I haven't necessarily been jealous of you guys. I've been happy for you guys, but there's been times where I've had to, like, unfollow people on Instagram because the life that they're portraying or the things that they're doing, the deals that they're getting, the, you know, whatever, how easy things look for them, like make me feel bad or insecure. And so I have to unfollow them. And I think that is jealousy. I think that a lot of people feel that way, but that's different obviously than a sister relationship. Yes. I mean, that's totally normal. And obviously everyone refers to, you know, social media as like the highlight reel of people's lives. You know, it's like the best things. No one's going to show you, you know, themselves when they, you know, got fired or like whatever it is. And maybe well, it's people just people are starting to do that a lot more, which is better that stuff that right to show real. To but I yeah. think maybe it's mom and me to say like maybe it's not jealousy, maybe it's just you know like competitive nature, you know? Like yeah, I know. <laughs> then again, me, kind of like you know, a bad word in the house. Yeah. <laughs> And now a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Athleta, a performance lifestyle brand for women committed to unlocking their limitless potential. The guiding principles that drive every design, beauty, innovation, and sustainability. 
Each style is crafted for the unique needs of female bodies in motion. This summer, Athleta is your go-to shorts destination. Distraction-free and ultra-lightweight, their shorts are designed so nothing can get in the way of you and your goals. From bike shorts to Bermudas, run shorts to everyday staples, they have your shorts. My personal favorite pair has been the Salutation Stash Pocket 2 7-inch short just because the fit is so good. The colors are really great. I got the Hearth Rose so good. In honor of short season, Athleta is encouraging us to lead with our legs, whatever that looks like for you. So whether it's running a new PR, climbing to new heights, or standing up for what you believe in, let your legs lead you forward. I am so so grateful for how my legs lead me. I try to do my yoga and Pilates every day. And every day I feel so grateful for my legs just for holding me up and (laughs) for being long. But I just feel like when I wear shorts, I feel empowered. I think a lot of people deal with some insecurities about showing their legs, but I really want to preach like body positivity. And I think that shorts are really comfortable. Summer is the time to celebrate the legs that move us forward. Find your new favorite pair of shorts at Athleta and let your legs lead the way. Visit Athleta in stores or online at athleta.com, A-T-H-L-E-T-A.com to shop their full range of shorts available in extra, extra small through 3X. And now back to our chat. Okay, so getting a little bit more into like something not so fun to talk about, but that we have to, is the loss of our father. Many, many, many people have experienced the loss of a parent. Some of them have siblings like us that they can rely on for support. A lot of people don't. I would like to hear how each of you guys think that you handled it and then how you relied on each other to get through it. And and also, I know this is like kind of like a three-part question, how you like grieved in different ways from each other. Okay. Who wants to start it? I can start. Um, Go, Jade. I think it started off, well, I lived with mom and dad for the last few months of dad's life. So that was hard for me because I was hard on dad, mom and I were. And I think we were like as a team, just the more medical, like we were just, we knew more about what was going on. Um, And we would kind of push dad to do things that he didn't want to do. And he would get frustrated with me for being that person. So I think that was hard for me because I just felt like the last couple months he, I know he loved me, but it was like I was hard on him and pushing Mm -hmm. him to do things that he didn't want to do because I obviously wanted him to live longer mm-hmm. you wanted what's best for him but he pushed back a lot and it was so that was hard for me but since since that and then since I moved to Chicago I actually think that my grieving process maybe I was able to cope a little better I think at first it was really hard because I felt more guilt than like anyone could imagine leaving the family sooner than I probably should have. But no, um, no we well, ne- I never felt that way. No, never. But um, 
then as years passed or months passed, I felt like I was growing and I was doing things that I I was able to get through days easily. Like I wasn't crying every at a certain point. It wasn't like hard every minute of every day. And I think since moving, it's helped me to see a light that maybe I saw sooner than, than some of you. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, it was, I, I don't want to say it was harder on me, but I think that my last few months w- with dad were not what I w- would have wanted. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Talk about being sensitive. Oh, God. Yeah. It's like, can we do like a group? Two of the four of us are currently crying. Oh, God. Um, I want to like do a group hug in the middle of this. I don't even remember the question, but. Uh. It was, it's just more of like. Just grief and. Yeah. How, how did you handle the loss of dad yeah. and, and, and use the support of the family? And how do you think you handled differently from everybody else? Yeah. So I was also living at home with mom and dad and Jade when dad had passed. But I was also falling in love with my now husband. And it was just like a really crazy time in my life. Like I was 25 years old and like work was changing. And Whitney and I had been working with my dad. Um... And it was like everything in life was changing. So I think that our house, which is an amazing grief group here in Los Angeles, really helped. And I think that my relationship with my husband got me through it. And obviously with all of my sisters um, and with my, you know, support of friends and family. But I don't know. Grief for me was at times I felt like I, like dove right into it and then other times I was just like this is too much and like I need to separate from this life that I didn't think was going to be mine Mm -hmm. but then I think about it now and I'm like I have a life that would never have been possible like my job that I love so much completely a lot of things change yeah and obviously I wish that dad were here of course but there's been a lot of positive in my grief and change for sure I know I mean I feel the same like sometimes I feel guilty that there are things that came out of it that were really good like at the time even though when Whitney Eve closed I was devastated and it was so hard as a family to to close the doors on that family business like I felt a huge weight lifted off my shoulder and like I don't know that I would be able to accomplish and do a lot of the things that I've been able to do in the last couple years had dad still been here pushing us to try to make Whitney Eve happen so I understand what you mean in that way and I think that like as cheesy as it sounds there's hopefully always a silver lining I think at least for all of us there has there has been there's we would always rather, if given the choice, we would rather have him here. But there has been a, a silver lining. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like I, I'm watching you girls talk and listening and going back to that time. And for me, it's uh, a real challenge, not to say that it's not for you guys, but no, yeah. 
you know, on a Monday, we found out that my dad was sick. And on a Wednesday, um, and on a Wednesday, my marriage actually like blew up in my face. So, you know, the next 11 months that we had with dad was unfortunately spent just being heartbroken, you know, in a variety of ways, you know, it was like, my the two most important men in my life were in essence vanishing and as sick as my dad was he, he you know he would try to come to divorce attorney appointments with me and all of that so it's it's really hard for me to think about dad and that time and and really even be clear on what, what was actually, actually happening what yeah. actually happened because yeah. I was just just so in the sake of so much just heartbreak so much. and grief yeah just so much and and like I said before you know like being the older sister I also wanted to be protective over you guys and I wanted to take care of everybody and I needed to help take care of mom and you know we all moved home you know after dad died but I I remember us knowing that he was sick and then not really knowing that it was going to be the end. Yeah. Um, and uh, it it feels like a hundred years ago, but it also feels like it was yesterday, you know? And, and in regards to, you know, like working through all of it and, you know, trying to, trying to deal with the grief, uh, you know, like Paige said, Whitney, Paige, and I all joined individual grief groups at our house, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, like a nonprofit grief support center. And I've stayed heavily involved and I'm now on the board of the charity. And so for me, that has been a way to deal with my grief. And also I'm responsible for chairing this comedy event, which I personally look at it as it's in honor of our dad, you know, like I, I speak every year at it and I talk about dad, but at the same time, I, I internally look at it like this charity event is dad, you know, like it's what keeps me invested in helping other people who have gone through grief. And it is, and it is the legacy and it, 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 it's, it honestly, it keeps me tethered, you know, to him even more than obviously him just being our dad. Yeah. Do I have one thing to add about yeah. my grief that just I was thinking. Yeah. As great as it was to move to Chicago, and I feel like that helped me, it's also hard to be with my friends who only one of them knew dad yeah. there. Right. And, um, like, no one in Chicago really knows anything that, you know, like, didn't know what I was going through. I became friends with them after, and so that's actually a pretty tough thing to just have that one best friend who is always there for you, but then when you're in a group setting with all your friends, it's like no one no one knew, no one you really know, knew. No, one, yeah. no one knows, so it's just like, that's tough. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people have probably felt the same way as all of us and have had similar things happen. So if you guys could give anybody any words of wisdom who's just dealing with this now or in the thick of grief, what would it be if you've learned anything? 
I would say, and I've heard this saying a lot, you know, that the amount of time you spend thinking about it gets less. But when you do, like, you know, the feelings are still as intense as they were, you know, when it happened. And I think that that's really true. Mm -hmm. I would say for us, you know, it was like our dad was the one who it was like his life mission to make us laugh and to do whatever stupid thing he could possibly do, you know, Mm -hmm. to to get us going. And so, um, you know, we've definitely laughed again and many times since. And so it, it feels like your life will obviously forever be changed. But like what you were saying, Wit, is that there are silver linings. There are positive things. There, there is growth. And to keep in mind that even though they're gone, they're still they still live on in you and your children and you know all of those and things each other. and each other and it's important to talk about them you know mm-hmm. like i love talking about dad i have pictures of him in my house i talk about him to other people and to me it's like i obviously am fully aware that he's not here but i want him to forever be a part of the conversation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that that's a lot of it i was also thinking that it's crazy what you either like learn or think about the person you have lost after the fact. Mm-hmm. Like I remember one day Whitney and I were on a hike and we were talking about just like our parents and the roles that they assumed and that my dad, you know, went to work every day and came home in time for dinner every night and um, was at all of our like sporting events and things like that, but that mom was the one or, you know, and he would take us to school in the morning and whatever, but mom was the one who was picking us up and doing the grocery shopping and kind of like the day to day of all of our lives. And we were on this hike and we were saying that we didn't really realize how much, how instrumental dad was as a parent because while he maybe wasn't physically doing all these things so it wasn't apparent then but when you think about it and like the life lessons and him being our coach you know from a very young age in sports and all of these things that he played just as much if not a bigger role in helping shape us as young women Mm. and I think that like the hindsight, you know, and now knowing, obviously, yes, I wish he was here, but having that respect and kind of like a new vision of the role that he played in our lives mm-hmm. has become something really interesting and and just cool. Yeah, and how much we valued his opinion because so many times now when I'm unsure of what to do about something – Especially with Sunny, I'll think about, like, what would dad tell me to do? Like, well, how would he teach me to be the best parent I can be? Like, and I think that that is really powerful in keeping who he is alive. Like, continuing to do and honor the things that he taught us and teaching them and keeping the his essence alive in that way. I or think his mom would like yeah. to say his legacy. His legacy. <laughs> Trojan legacy. For the people that are newly going through it, they should just remember that everyone has their own grieving process. So if you find that you're laughing a week later, like don't feel bad about it. Yeah. If you right. find that there are days where you don't want to get out of bed, like don't get out of bed. Yeah. So it's just a day by day thing for that 
you know, I think the first year was really the hardest year because it right. marks the first of every birthday, like the first birthday that he's not there, the first anniversary, your birthday, but that, like, just take it and don't push those feelings aside and be happy when you want to be happy or you're feeling it in the moment and you'll get through it. Yeah. True. Amazing. Good advice. Jade. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jade always uh-huh. has the best advice. It's yeah. true. It's true. It's true. All right. So thinking about some fun things when we were kids, like do any of you guys have a favorite memory, anything that sticks out in your head? I mean, Missouri. That's yeah. That was my first thought too. So you guys, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably know that I go to Missouri with my family every summer. We've been going ever since I was born to Lake of the Ozarks. And those were definitely our most fun, our most fun times just being on the water there. What do we, what's like our favorite thing to do together now? Like, what do we love to do? I mean, I personally love to just, like, sit and watch TV with you guys because I Me think too. that your <laughs> outlooks on the show and, like, the things that we get and see and, like, the mannerisms and stuff that we just know each other will find is funny is just – it's just fun to sit and watch that with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that since Jade's been here, Whitney and Jade have been watching a lot of Siesta Key, which yeah. I don't watch, but – I don't either. Um, Are you jealous? And real <laughs> jealous. <laughs> Real yeah, obviously. I mean, of course. Um, but a couple weeks ago, I came over to Whitney and Timmy's house, and we were binge-watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. <laughs> oh, the best season ever. And, I saw them yeah. Oh, you guys I, need to finish I it. I know, I need to finish. And I think that, like, Jade probably would have gotten annoyed because we were talking over the entire episode. Yeah, totally. And, like, probably are <laughs> missing... What's the point of watching? Because you can still hear and talk, Jade. <laughs> but, like, we were probably missing all the good things. But... Yeah, that running commentary. I mean, we used to get together every Monday and watch Bachelor. Yeah, I was going to say that, especially, like, when Dad was here. Like, our family took the Bachelor Mondays very seriously. One time, Chris Harrison and some of the producers came and visited us. Emily Maynard. Yeah. Yeah. That was before they did, like, the huge hometown visits that they do now. Yeah, that was a fun night. I think generally— made Chris Harrison a— a hot fudge someday. He was did. like the only one to say yes to one. <laughs> and then he got down on Wendy and gave me a rose. Is that true? Uh, yes, he did. I actually oh liked him God. more than I thought I would Ugh. in person. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about The Bachelor forever. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a sister's reality uh, Perfect. episode. I was going to say my thing about us is I think just when we're together, like together out in public because like what Whitney was saying, same with Paige, same with Jade. It's like just witnessing what everything is that's going on and not even sometimes having to say words to each other, just looking at each other, acknowledging that something's happening Mm -hmm. is to me like the best part. We don't even have to, we don't even have to communicate. Yeah. When it's the four of us and Jackie too, our cousin Jackie. Yeah. Like it's just, I think always such a fun time. For sure. She's fully having FOMO right now, guys. Totally. Our weirdest, most like crazy versions of each other. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Nothing is held back. Totally. The husbands have accepted it for sure, but uh, you know, there's definitely some questionable (laughs) moments. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to me being on TV. What do each of you guys think about, like, when you found out that I was going to be on this reality TV show and you saw me on the TV show, like, what did you guys think? Were you embarrassed? 
did you think that who I was was represented? Like, what well, do you guys think? Well, maybe good to, like, paint the stage of where we were in our lives. Okay. Because so I, when we started doing The Hills, I was in college still, so I was 21 years old. Paige and Jade were, Paige was just starting college at I was Wisconsin. Jade was in high school, and Ashley was... Was just finished with school. Yeah, was just finished with school, like, embarking on her career as a wedding planner. So, you, I mean, you guys, you being in high school and you being in college, like, was that so weird for you guys? I think in high school it wasn't because all my friends knew you, Mm -hmm. and it's such a small school, so it wasn't so weird. But when I got to college, it was... Weird because no one knew you, but everyone pretended like they, they did, yeah. and they you don't know who's going to be your friend for the right reasons because that was really like the height of the hills when I think it got even bigger when I started college, so yeah. that was interesting. But I never was embarrassed, I think they portrayed you pretty well. I mean, you filmed you didn't show as much as your life as everyone else, but I mm-hmm. think that they portrayed you in the best light out of everyone. Yeah, Yeah. true. (laughs) I think, yeah. So I was in college when the Hills started. And that was weird because I was in Wisconsin, in Madison, Wisconsin. And I had like a small group of friends, but no one knew my family. No one knew Whitney. And so I remember like even the kids in my dorm room were having viewing parties of the OC and then after that was over, then having viewing parties of the Hills. And I was like, this is so... Crazy because I grew up watching the OC and obviously now it's all come full circle with Misha Barton being on the hills. But everyone was like, oh, my God, this is so crazy and blah, blah, blah. And then when Jade came to Wisconsin, there was like this mad dash to get her to join all the sororities. Lots of dirty rushing. And there was a crazy thing of dirty (laughs) rushing. Me neither. And they would all come up to her at the bar and be like, I know your sister's in Cayo, but we really want you and we think that you would fit in with us. And And I was like, Jade. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, Jade, that's illegal. Second of all, you're obviously (laughs) gonna be be and follow my footsteps (laughs) for a Um, year. Yeah. But I feel like People just, their intentions were just off. Some were good yeah. and some were Yeah, fake. But you guys could filter through those people. Yes. You wouldn't have been friends with them regardless because yeah. the kind of people that are like that are not your speed no. anyways. Yeah. And then you but think it about it. happens. Yeah, but then you think about it and you're like, okay, we were nine, or 19 and 21 years old or something. Like we were yeah. so young and people weren't thinking and whatever. Yeah. But that's kind of... What I remember in terms of, like, you actually starting being on TV. Mm -hmm. And then when you moved to New York for the city, that kind of... I don't even really remember how that changed our lives. Like, I don't think it changed our lives at all. Or you, the way that you were presented, I feel like still still stayed the same. Yeah. Well, did you guys ever want to be on the show? Well, I was once. (laughs) Yeah, yes, you did Clint that photo, photo shoot with me. You were like a, the style. My, um, you you were just helping me. Oh no, you were a no, model. No, she modeled. Yeah, she modeled. Pull to Anna. Oh. I mean, I can definitely say I never had any interest in being on the show. <laughs> I mean, uh, it would have been fun, you know. To be yeah. Like, just TV, but yeah. I never was like I. 
I'm dying to be on the show. Yeah. I remember at a certain point, and I think it was after I had graduated from college, and Whitney caught wind that there were, like, Hills producers or people at our house doing casting tapes with me and Jade. Yeah. And I can't remember what it was for, if it was for the city or for the Hills or for something totally different. I can't remember Um, But we were approached to do something together. Mm-hmm. And Whitney was like, absolutely not. This is not happening. Like, but it we came can't from do this to our her family. being over. Yes. Protective. Yes. Like, and just, I think, finishing the show oh. and not really wanting to bring that family dynamic back I just, into it. Totally. Yeah. I just knew that the show would be really good if they were going to film us. And I just didn't want that for our family. Like I did that for all. Exactly. Like I just knew how sensitive we were and I know how much they edit things. And I know that if we watched it back and they spun stuff that we said about each other, it would just be the end of us. We're not like the Kardashians who can say all these crazy things to each other and then wake up the next morning and be best friends again. Like we are very sensitive people. And I just didn't want to bring that into our lives. And I did that with all, with, I mean, everyone, everyone, like the reason why I was okay moving to New York and filming the city was because even though it was my life, it was like all new people in my life that I didn't have really any responsibility to. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only thing I would say about the show is that I think that you're obviously funnier than maybe you were portrayed to be. Um, (laughs) But like, but you know, as, as the girl said, I think that you came off, you came off the best that that a reality show, I think, can possibly showcase somebody. Thank you. Do you guys think it changed me? I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. In what ways? You're not going to hurt my feelings. I mean, can say I care about how I look No, 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 no. no, no, no. I mean, like, I'll be honest. I I know what they're thinking. (laughs) We all just sat here with our mouths open to, like, speak. I started watching what I eat more. Uh, No, I mean, definitely there was some of that, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, the the awareness, and, and I'll be honest, like, you know, I remember seeing you on the show, and I and I, and people will say this to me now. You are much thinner and much more fit looking in person than sometimes you show on television. Mm-hmm. And so I think that unfortunately the camera does change the way that you look. And so I can see how not only you, but how other people in the business, you know, get really caught up in it and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing yourself not only on TV, but in paparazzi shots and like in the magazines and everything. I mean, like, that's a lot. That is yeah. a lot to have to see yourself. It's not like you were just at somebody's birthday party and you had a bad photo taken, you know, like it's, it's every day constantly. So I think definitely, you know, the appearance and the food thing has, you know, been a thing. But other than that, I mean, I I think you've stayed pretty normal. I'll just quickly say that I remember the first time that I was with you when you got recognized and I didn't even realize it was happening. I mean, we went to this like secret Britney Spears show at the House of Blues. And I don't even know if you remember this, but we were standing. I know we were cool then (laughs) um, when we were young and cool. We were standing in the balcony area and I remember we were just looking over and this girl was waving and like kind of freaking out. And I was like, looked at you and I said, what is she so excited about? And I look over at you and you have like your hand very like tightly to the side of your body, like doing a secret wave back. And I was like, oh my God, she's freaking out over you? Like, no offense. I mean, you're my sister and I think you're amazing. But I remember just thinking, 
what is going on yeah, right now? Like out of body. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, completely. not to pat myself on the back, but I feel like I became the expert paparazzi spotter. And because <laughs> at a certain point, Whitney and I were living together, working together, working out together, having every meal together, traveling the world together, like literally mm. spent years together attached at the hip yeah Yeah. and I remember I'd be like okay we just pulled into a parking spot with you Whitney there's paparazzi on the left side like coming around the corner (laughs) like all of like live narrating yeah I don't think any of your like core values changed I think you're a little harder on yourself now Mm -hmm. I think you like critique yourself a little more than you should Mm -hmm. but I think that's like I didn't become a crazy bitch no absolutely not Good. I don't think so either. <laughs> no, but and I think though that you stayed true to yourself the entire time. Like, yeah. if you think about it, whether it was through friendships or jobs on the show or anything, like you always remained super level-headed, both on camera and off camera. And I think that it speaks volumes to the relationships that you've been able to build and continue with the crew of the shows beyond just filming. Totally. And obviously you married a producer. producer. Yeah. So I think that like who you were on camera and who you were off the camera was always the same same. person. Yeah, I agree with you. What do you guys think about me deciding to do it again and be back on TV? And have you thought about like what it's going to be like again or – we haven't really thought about it or cared about it. I think it. it'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, why not, right? Yeah. Did you, Was there any part of you guys that thought I shouldn't do it? No. Only if you, only if you felt like it was going to have a negative impact, you know? Yeah. But I don't think that there was any reason not to. Yeah. yeah. I think reality TV has kind of, I don't know if it's come a long way or it's actually exactly the same as what it was. Yeah. But I think my only concern would have been, you know, just like the way that you would have been portrayed. And yeah. like, you know, you obviously stayed true to yourself the first time around. Um, so I, I, I'm not concerned about you exactly. But I think now a lot of times with reality TV, the more the drama, the better off, you know, the storyline is. And so just being, you know, conscious, right, Paige? Conscious, not conscientious. Yeah, conscious. Uh, Conscious. Ashley always uses the wrong word. Uh, (laughs) Just in that word. word. Just in that word. Thank you. Okay. Uh, But (laughs) conscious. Fight. Um, But conscious that, you know, that can easily happen. And I just wouldn't want that, obviously, for you. Totes. Okay. Totes. All right. So. Just a couple random questions from our viewers. Paige from Ben K. Orell. Why won't Paige close the shampoo caps in the shower? Oh, Oh you're in trouble, Paige. My husband is... Is he Getting to us at all angles on social media. He likes things organized and (laughs) put together. I always... We use this, like, Dove body wash, and it has a cap that, like, you push down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with the thumb thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I always leave it open. 
I don't know, just and because. And it's like, why do you care? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, what, what is the problem? Does it says, fall over? No, like, he says that when he goes to use it and he, like, turns the bottle down to put it on his hand that a bunch of water comes oh, out. Oh, jeez, Ben. Get out of here. Get out of here, Ben. I love that he submitted a question. How about Brett the other day about my hair on the shower door? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, my God. I ben hates away. that, too. I was, he, Brett didn't know. <laughs> so I was listening. So we're staying with Whitney. Yeah, and Brett was like, Jade, um, do you think you could maybe like put the, your hair on the floor instead of on the shower door? It, it, it tickles me when I get in the shower. Oh God! I was like, Jade, no. you better. Yeah. Ben thinks it's disgusting, and so I've actually created a better habit of taking the hair from the shower and putting it in the trash can. Yeah. But I also will like dry my hair in the car on my way to work in the morning, and the hair that comes out, I'll like throughout my car window and then yeah. sometimes we'll be driving behind me <laughs> and, and he's like Paige that is so disgusting it's I just fine. think it's better on the door than down the drain uh, yeah, for sure I mean, for your shower clo- sake our showers always clogged because of my hair get ready when you guys have yeah. babies your Whitney hair said she needed Drano out. this week yeah. yeah we actually had some by <laughs> oh. the way oh yeah. did he find it or did, did you we, find it for him um no he found it okay good he found it look at that I know okay and then Random question. People want to know why you guys went to Wisconsin. <laughs> why what? not? <laughs> yeah. And they why say not? go Badgers. Oh, go good. Badgers. Um, okay, so I applied, this is Paige, I applied to 16 schools, which I guess people say is crazy in a lot of schools. And I really wanted to go to USC and I didn't get until second semester. And so my parents took me to see Wisconsin, which I had gotten into, and Tulane. And keep in mind, I had never gone to sleepaway camp. I barely slept over at my best friend's houses in high school or ever. All of us were like that. Yeah. <laughs> Weird separation anxieties. Um, I was fine. I was fine. So we went to go see Wisconsin and Tulane, and I hated Wisconsin. And then we got to Tulane, to New Orleans, and I hated that more. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to Wisconsin. And went there and just like, Totally fell in love with it, and Jade had come to visit. She and my parents came to drop me off, and then she came a bunch of times to hang and party. And, <laughs> and then I would find any excuse to make a meeting with a counselor. I was like, Mom, I have a meeting with someone in the science department. No, like, like, I gotta, no she had I gotta a meeting a in the agriculture department <laughs> oh, at one point. It was like Mom and Dad fully believed her. I don't remember any of that either. Oh, my God. They fully believed her. They, no, like, it was agriculture her. and science. So. Oh. But they just said, I don't even remember this. They just said to you? I was like, this is going to help like for me to get in if I'm meeting with Were you that concerned professors? that you were not going to get in? I mean, it's a hard school to get into. No, I know, but I'm saying I mean, like for like, you Paige to. Paige had better grades than me. I maybe had better SAT, but like you never know. So I, I just s- felt like yeah. if I kept coming and meeting with people. <laughs> they couldn't turn you down. Book- well, whatever sure, it was. Work. You got in. Yeah, good job. And then we had the best Couple time years. Yeah, yeah. ever. Go I Badgers. know. I'm all jealous of that. They yeah. the best four yeah. years. And Jade met her husband there. Mm-hmm. My husband went there, and we didn't know each other in college, but met after the fact. And so it all led to good things. I mean, I always say that the girls had, like, the pinnacle four-year, like, best college experience totally. ever. Totally. I definitely did not have that experience, and I think that I sometimes wish that I could have lived vicariously through that, but I also sometimes think I'm 
little bit more uptight, and I don't know if I could have that really. Just that I don't know if I really could have handled it. Yeah, <laughs> it was the best four years ever. Oh, cute. That's sweet. Well, that's all I have for you guys. Wow. Okay. Go Port Sister. Thank you guys for coming. I love you all very much. Thank love you. you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I just wanted to take the time to give you guys some resources for grief. I don't think it's something that a lot of people know are out there. After my dad passed away, my sisters and I joined Our House, which we spoke about. And Our House actually services Los Angeles, Orange County, and Woodland Hills. You can find groups in those areas, or you can go to ourhouse-grief.org. Our house mission is to provide community with grief support services, education, resources, and hope. Since 1993, they've helped thousands of grieving children, teens, and adults as they embark upon their journeys to hope and healing. So if any of you guys are in that area, I highly recommend checking them out, possibly even joining a group so that you can be with other people that are experiencing the same things as you because that validation is so important. There's also an amazing website called optionb.org, which is all about building resilience. Whether you or someone you love is going through a painful experience, they've collected videos, articles, recommendation from experts, and other resources that can help. I highly, highly recommend that. And then there's always counseling.org. You can type in grief and loss resources and they will give you articles. They'll give you practice briefs and other resources, online courses, books, just a bunch of things that will help you work through your own emotions. So just wanted to share those things. I know, like I said, it's something really hard to talk about, but know that there are plenty of people who want to hear from you and who are willing to help you work through this. So thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. And as always, peace in the streets. 